Hi, all my buddies. It's me, Casey, Dungeon Master, except that's not the term because we're not playing Dungeons & Dragons, of Semi-Automagic, Inc., a Dresden Files-flavored fate-accelerated podcast. There! I got it all out of the way, and we can start playing now! Weird! Who's here? Sound off. Robot roll call! Hi, I'm Jackie. I play Fiona. Hi, I'm Dylan. I play Solomon Byron. I don't understand the concept of a robot roll call. That's about as Tony an intro as we're going to get. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to this new episode, everybody. We're excited. Okay, last time... <laughs> last time... <laughs> Tony made some decisions. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> he sure did. God God bless Rowan. Uh, de- decisiveness is definitely uh, one of his stronger skills. And he fought a giant spider lady in some kind of hub space between worlds... And man, what an episode that was! And we'll see, uh, we'll see the effects of that later. We'll catch up with him maybe another time. Right now, we are with Fiona and Solomon as they are heading to the mayoral pagoda to speak with uh, the mayor of Landportlandia. I believe about January Oleander and the unexpected and frankly suspicious success of her after-school music program. We That's join the truth. our protagonists. Already in progress. You guys get to the pagoda. It's beautiful. Is it an actual pagoda? Yes. Do they have a rock awesome. garden in a courtyard? Yep. Great. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Landportlandia's early settlers uh, were actually uh, extravagantly wealthy uh, Japanese businessmen, and so there was kind of a there there was a, a little Portlandokio thing going <laughs> on for a little while. All right. Is it is it too late to call the town Portland Tokyo? Oh yeah, it's well too late for that. All right, I, I thought I'd try. Yeah, no, uh, land Portlandia. I think is is as good as we're that, gonna get. Even that's not canon. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but at at this point, I mean, at this point, you could call it whatever you want. I guess. Yeah. Okay, so the mayoral pagoda slash town hall slash uh, painful exposure of Casey's ignorance as to how local government actually works um, <laughs> is a beautiful building, and you enter it. There's a nice receptionist lady. Um, Hello, Dylan, nice receptionist you... lady. <laughs> she uh, she waves politely in three languages. Oh. Um, she waves yeah. in three languages? She sure does. All right. Uh, yeah, American Sign Language, Swedish Sign Language, and Jive. <laughs> That's a joke for me. <laughs> That's a joke for you and for fans of the film Airplane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dylan, did did Solomon, like, did he call and make an appointment, or are they just dropping in on the mayor? Uh, There was an appointment made. Sure. That, yeah, I'll allow it. Um, because it means this will go faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, uh, you are nice. shown to the elevator and you go up to, uh, the mayoral bat cave. Yep. That's yep. the one. Yep. At the top of the pagoda, um, the elevator opens and you are in a, uh, very nice reception and waiting room. And who should be there sitting in that antechamber? But a couple of people that Fiona will recognize, and I don't think Solomon will. Um, Fiona, you notice sitting there looking at some extremely outdated highlights in that it's highlights, and I don't think those are still published anymore. (laughs) They are. They are? Are they? I love those magazines. Yeah, my world's a little happier now that I know that. Um, Anyway, so looking over some old uh, goofus and gallant about proper breakdancing etiquette. Uh, you notice the two students who were with, uh, January Oleander in her classroom when you, when you went to pay her a visit some time ago. Shit. They think I'm a student. They, they look up and, uh, the, the girl who's, do you remember their names? I, nope. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and she says, oh, look at this. Hey, Justin, look who's here. Nudge, nudge. Justin looks up. What? What is it? What is it? Oh, hey! It's you! What's up? Hi! What's up? Oh, well, we're just here waiting on, uh, waiting on Miss January. She's just speaking with the mayor. What are you doing here? Uh, Solomon? Uh, we're here to speak with the mayor as well. Oh, cool, cool. Actually, it is fortunate that Miss Oleander is in the building. Uh, why is that? Well, 
I would like to speak to the mayor about expanding her very successful music program. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, her music program. We're we're big fans of it, aren't we, Justin? Oh, yeah, no, totally we are. Back when I just played football, my life was a hollow sham, devoid of meaning, and filled with the sound of a kitten who somehow found a crinkle ball, even though I took it away from her. <laughs> <laughs> That's oddly specific. I know. It's a terrible thing for a young man's life to be plagued with. <laughs> Distracted from his studies, his football career suffered... Anyway, yeah, and ever since Miss January came along and started this music program, it's been like my life has just been one big satisfying challenge after the other. Oh, I know, it's been a thrill, hasn't it? Oh, it's been great. So uh, there are some chairs or yonder, and uh, the mayor's personal um, assistant secretary administrative uh, bonded... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the one that's one step above slavery? Indentured servant. Thank you. The mayor's uh, official civil indentured servant um, comes and and offers you uh, some cucumber waters. Still fucked up, so Casey. That's. Did you did did I say anything to imply it was okay? Uh, cucumber water is disgusting. So... Cucumber water is awesome. What the hell is the matter with you? Tension uh... is the essence of drama. <laughs> I politely decline the cucumber water. I drink all of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> there is no more. Okay, very good. Um, his, uh, the, the mayor's uh, bonded servant uh, assures you that the mayor will be with you shortly and goes back to some filing, which is uh, actually him playing Candy Crush, probably. Yeah, Wonderful. That's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the two students, uh, across from you on the other side of the room, I'm picturing like a big square antechamber, and it's got like, it's, it's got a row of seats on either side, and they kind of, and, and there are some seats abutting it, so there are U-shaped, big U-shaped rows of, of seats. It's like a doctor's office. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're over there, uh, reading their highlights, very, very, like, holding them up to their faces and just kind of peering over the top at you guys occasionally and whispering to each other behind all the pictures where you find the seven differences. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, an amount of time passes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's... Yep. Uh, three pluses of time pass. Okay. That's a useful measurement of time. Yep. And, uh, there is a little buzzer from, Let's say three uh, Swatch Internet beats. There we go. Oh, Dylan! Always pushing your Swatch Internet time agendas! This is supposed to be a politically neutral podcast! We don't need your metric time! <laughs> uh, there's a buzzing from the, uh, from the bonded bail bondsman servant's desk, um... <laughs> And you hear you hear a little a little voice say, uh, "Domathan, please uh, please open the door. My my guest is ready to leave." Did you say Domathan? Yeah, his name's Domathan. What do you want? All right, that's an odd <laughs> he, name. And he rises and goes over to these enormous, beautiful uh, oak bat doors. The whole the whole the whole uh, reception area, by the way, just bedecked with Batman themes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and he goes over and he he gets a, he gets a good a good foot on the ground and he has to drag open one of these enormous doors and uh, he just opens it a little bit and out steps uh, January Oleander followed by a uh, a tall um, sort of darker complexioned man. If you wanted to picture Nestor Carbonell, you'd be you'd be in the right uh, in the right ballpark. Hmm. Um. And they they just have a little sort of goodbye chat, like, oh yes, we'll speak very soon. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was lovely to speak with us. And uh, she says, uh, Justin Piper, I think it's about time we left. We've got some matters left to attend to at the school. She turns and she sees Solomon and Fiona. Oh, oh, Miss, uh, uh, don't tell me, uh, Monica. Sure. <laughs> well, how 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 lovely it is to see you. What are you doing here? I. I'm here with my dad. That's me. To talk to the mayor about stuff. Well, all right. <laughs> Shut up, Anthony. Have you uh have you given 
given any more thought to attending our our uh, institution of learning? Dad? <laughs> We're considering our options. Fair enough, of course. Well, uh, here, allow me to uh, give you my number, uh, Piper. And she she snaps her fingers, not in like a mean or officious way, but just in a like a like an efficient kind of way. And, and Piper, as if from nowhere, does one of those close up magic wow wow, and a and a, and a card, a business card, just shoots out from between her fingers, and she pl- presses it into January's hand. She says, uh, "Here, well, if you have any questions about the uh, about our programs or the services we offer, please feel 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 free to give me a call." And uh, and she extends the card to Fiona. I snatch it. Okay, now here I need you to answer a very important question for me that was raised by one of our internet fans. And, Jackie, I need you to answer me in Fiona's truth, okay? (laughs) Fiona took a very careful note before she went to speak to January Oleander at the school a few weeks ago. Oh, God. And she wrote it on her arm, and that note was, Do not kill January Oleander. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So my question was, did she leave that on there when she went to see her or yes but she has long sleeves on all right fair enough that's <laughs> disappointing but reasonable okay fine all right so yeah you've got her card now and she says all right well uh we'll be off it was lovely to see you again and it was lovely to meet you what was your name sir solomon solomon a pleasure she shakes your hand she takes off she says all right education Centurions roll out. And she, she doesn't. She tries to be hip for the kids, you know. Yeah, and, you know uh, that '80s Transformers reference. Yeah. And the kids behind her who have maintained this kind of weird smirk, um, they're still in their sort of sporting outfits. Uh, the one called Justin is still in his uh, leather leather sleeved uh, Letterman's jacket. Like he's and, not just Justin; he's the one called Justin. Well, yeah. I mean, there are none other. Uh, <laughs> and and the girl Piper is still in sort of her like sporty, outdoorsy uh, track and field kind of thing. And they've they've just been kind of smirking at you the entire time. And as they as they follow her out, uh, Piper just gives the both of you a look and does a little, <whistles> and and walks out. And Justin looks at the both of you and does a weird little growl from the back of his throat. Uh, after they leave and the door closes, I look at Fiona and I go, your friends are weird. I think they're coming on to me. Ah. Uh, That's illegal. Probably. A lot of things are probably illegal. Like everything going on yeah, here. Yeah, like, for yeah. instance, mind control magic. That's yeah. that's highly that's, illegal. That's probably illegal. Well. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, Domathan comes over, and he, uh, and he, you know what, Dylan? You backed me into this corner, so I'm sticking with it. Domathan comes over, and he says, uh, the, the mayor, uh, the mayor will see you now. He sure will. <laughs> and... What the fuck is that? This is how I've always spoken the whole time. <laughs> and he ushers you over to, to the big, uh, the big bat doors. Domathan, and... bless your heart. Oh, thank you, sir. I'll take every blessing I can get. I'm just a poor country sitter here in the big city trying to make my way in this pagoda called life. Jonathan <laughs> uh, ushers you into the mayor's office, which is a shrine to Batman. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and and the and the mayor is is sitting there, and he he rises to greet you, and now. We get to okay. Who who here wants to take a spin on the wheel of accents? <laughs> who wants to spin it? I want to spin it. All right, so go ahead, spin the wheel of accents. Dome. It's a fancy <laughs> wheel. Wheel. I can't believe you actually built this. You know, our budget's gone through the roof ever since I won all that money after I tripped in Subway's parking lot. <laughs> okay. Oh, good choice, Dylan. When the mayor rises. Hello, it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome Lord. to my humble office. Are, that's not true. That's not. I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Are that. you related to Johnny Vampire? That was just. That was just a goof. That was okay. No. That was just, <laughs> um. He he rises, <laughs> and there's so many accents I want to inflict on you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh. He rises like and the and musical Nathan Lane. <laughs> no, he was Templeton from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton candy. All right. Uh, I knew that was Templeton, but I 
I was thinking it in terms of the actor. actual actor, not the guy who played Templeton, not actually Templeton. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah. uh, yes, the mayor rises and he uh, he comes over to his uh, the other side of the desk to greet you guys. He extends his hand uh, first to you, Solomon, and he says, uh, "Good afternoon, um, Geraldo Delfinus, mayor of uh, Land Portlandia, our fair city." And he shakes Solomon's hand and Fiona's in turn. And he gestures for you to sit down. He goes over to the other side of his desk, sits down. What uh, what can I do for you? What brings you to uh, my office? Well, Geraldo, uh, we, uh, or that is to say I, uh, this, <laughs> let me start over. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. You seem flustered, and you seem a little bit dehydrated, and you seem like your electrolytes might be low. Did Domathan not offer you a cucumber water? He absolutely did, and I refused. Cucumber water is an atrocity, and I cannot believe you would subject your guests to such I drank awful... all of it. She drank all of it. Okay, well, he was under instruction to make the cucumber water palatable to the tastes of any who enter this office. He should have done more. I apologize. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the cucumber water notwithstanding, hello. Hello. This is Fiona P. Quirk, an associate of mine. It's a pleasure. I'm Solomon uh, Byron. Fiona, I thought I, I thought I heard Miss uh, Miss Oleander call you Monica. She was wrong. But you responded to it. She said sure. I'm not You're a botanist. Sure? Wait, what? <laughs> what did you say, Jackie? I'm not a botanist. All right. <laughs> it's what the kids are saying these days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a botanist, man. I don't grow answers for your pleasure. Fiona is not a fan of conflict. She doesn't like correcting people. Fair enough. All right, uh, what can I do for you guys? I, I hate to I hate to be pushy, but as you can imagine, I've got a city to run here from my bat pagoda. So. Oh, absolutely. So, I've been hearing some things coming out of Clackamas um, about their middle school's um, music program. It's been on the rise. It has. It's been a great success, actually. And it's it's fruits, its many concerts and things, have actually been a great boon to the city. We've attracted a great deal of uh, commerce uh, from people who want to see the students play, from people who need bands at their various functions and things. It's been a, it's been a significant uh, boost to our local economy. It, it, I'm sure it has. Uh, I wanted are the, to are meet... Are the kids getting paid? Well, no, the school gets paid. So the kids are just performing free labor. No, they get credits for their for their programs and certificates and such. I'm not a teacher. I don't know the thorough ins and outs of it, but I do know that Miss January has thought this through very carefully, and everything's on the up and up there. Uh-huh. I wanted to speak with you today because I wanted uh, to find out what it might take to uh, expand these programs um, if January's program by itself is such a boon to the city. Surely, expanding the program uh, into the local high schools, the local, um, uh, expanding the program beyond the schools, surely would, you know, uh, surely could create uh, or reshape Portland into something of a cultural hub. You know, it's funny you should mention that. That was actually the subject of Miss Oleander's visit today. He uh, picks up a, a pretty thick. Uh, binder. It's got some kind of report in it. Not like Leslie Nope thick, but thicker mm-hmm. than, you know, like Calvin's report on bugs. Um, on bats, rather. I've been reading Calvin and Hobbes. Anyway. Um, he says, uh, she's got a report here and a plan to following the success of her music program at Clackamas Middle School. She's had an idea, and she handed me this proposal to found an arts and music and performing art school mm-hmm. specifically. And it's very complex and would involve a buyout of the existing school grounds that she's on. And of course they'd have to find new facilities, but uh, it's very ambitious and I'm, I'm no economist, but just from what little I've taken a look at, the numbers look sound. Well, uh, you may not know this, but I am a patron of the arts. Um, I spend quite a lot of money uh, and time furthering the development of talent. So, uh, given that this is already on its way to expansion, I'd like to meet with 
uh, January Oleander and yourself and see what I can do to help. Oh well, I'm I'm certain that can be arranged. Now, if 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 I remember, I knew I knew your face. I knew you seemed familiar to me. You're a philosophy professor at OSU, aren't you? It's true. Fantastic. I wonder, and forgive me if this is presumptuous, but is your uh, is your line of inquiry here at all related? Is is OSU at all interested in making some kind of connection or alliance with uh, January's proposed program? I can certainly speak to the foundation and see if we can secure funding, but beyond that, I'm not here in any official capacity for the college, no. Fair enough. Of course, of course. All perspective. Yeah, uh, I'd be happy to have Domathan, uh schedule something. We'll have to be to January, of course. Uh, of when course. would work for you? Uh, my schedule is fairly well open for the summer. Okay, very good. We'll speak to January and we'll, we'll see what works best for her and then we'll contact you about that. Fantastic. He, he, he turns to Fiona. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to uh, ignore you. I, I'm. I'm just not certain. Was there. Was there an issue you cared to to raise, or are you uh, at all involved with Solomon's uh, inquiry into this? I'm Solomon's assistant, but I am interested in the history of the grounds that January would like to buy out. Oh, of course. Well, it's it's the grounds that Clackamas Middle School is actually currently located on. So, because her music department has been so successful and has taken up a lot of the spare room that they had there, especially since the collapse of their football program, which was very sad. Uh, you know, we were gonna we were gonna go all the way. We were gonna go to state, and he he gets a wistful look in his eye. We were gonna go to state, and we were gonna take Modern City down, but. I guess that'll never happen now. Anyway, so the land there, if I recall, and he actually uh, goes to his wall where there are some bookcases, and he pulls down, not like an almanac, but like, you know at Costco, they have those books of, like, the history of Lancaster, and it's all yeah. old-timey. Yeah, it's like one of those, except it's really thick and official and mayoral, and uh, he pulls it down. It's, yeah, he's got, like, census data and stuff. He pulls it down, and he flips through, and he says, um, before... The town expanded that far because that was not near the original, you know, town center cluster. Uh, it looks like that was actually uh, like an ancestral hunting ground for a long, long time, like hundreds of years. Like for whatever reason, that was just an area where game flourished and and was plentiful. So it was a large source of, of food and commerce for for both the native population and for the the burgeoning settler population for a very long time. Interesting. <laughs> he closes the book. Cough lap. Make a place back on the thing. Well, yeah. So there's that. I'll have Domathan set up a meeting. Uh, was there anything else I could uh, help you guys with? I think that about does it. Okay, well, uh, it was a wonderful pleasure to meet you both. Solomon, a shake, a shake, a shake. Yeah. Fiona, a shake, a shake, a shake. He, he says that out loud. <laughs> he shake, a shake. He says, all right, um, I'll have Domathan offer you a uh, gift bag and a less disgusting water as you as you leave. And um, do, do I have your contact info? Leave your contact info with Domathan. Great. Okay, fantastic. I hand and him a he, card uh, on the way out. Uh, there we go. Yeah, and Domathan offers you uh, a gift bag, um, which has which y- you can choose a gift bag in one of three themes. Uh, oh no! Yeah, agriculture, nighttime, <laughs> and uh, West Side Story. I'll West take- Side Story. West Side Story. I'll take the agriculture bag. Okay, so between you, you get you get the agriculture bag and the West Side Story bag. Okay, inside the agriculture bag, um, you get uh, a bandana and um, a tiny uh, a, a tiny smiley face antenna bobber in a in a cowboy hat and a little packet of seeds that just says seeds, grow them. All right. And in the West Side Story bag, you get. Uh, you get a, a little, a little, little sweatbands um, for your for your little wristies, <laughs> and on either one there's a little picture of a jet and a little picture of a shark, and there's also a map of Landportlandia, and uh, and it's written on. It says, "Here's the story," and then it just points to the west side of town. All right. How detailed right. is this map? Oh, so so detailed. You can see you can see yourselves on it. Wow. 
Yeah. And Domathan comes Actually around. Actually, kind of creepy. Domathan comes around and says, Now, can I, can I offer you guys uh, um, a less disgusting water? I've been told I displeased you. Please forgive me. It's, no. It's fine. No, you don't understand. He adds sentence. He adds years onto my sentence for every displeased patron. Just take the water. All right, fine. Thank you, sir. Bless you. And he brings you. He brings you a water, and it's the freshest, crispest, most disgusting cucumber water on God's green earth. And choking <laughs> it down is like telling your mother you hate her. Thank you, Domathan. Welcome. <laughs> and he, he takes your your contact info, and he says they'll get in touch with you as soon as uh. As soon as, well, the mayor tells him to, basically. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you guys, you get back in the elevator, the the Batman elevator, and uh, you head on down to the ground floor. Only your elevator doesn't stop at the ground floor. Uh. It, uh, it keeps on going, no matter how many buttons you press. You, uh, you guys keep going down, and... That's a it's, good sign. It's, it is. And the, the thing or the, the what's this shows that you're passing, you know, uh, basement one, basement two, and eventually the car stops and the doors open at the parking garage level. All right. I punch open the emergency hatch and try to escape through the top. The, the, you are. Go the ahead. Do- the doors are open. The doors are open. I don't want to go out that way. <laughs> I, okay, I guess. That's Fair fine. Enough. All right. Uh, do you give yes. her a boost, or do you just let her be tiny and ineffectual? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll help her out. Sure. All right. So Sullivan helps you out. Um, the the panel the panel goes kerplunk, and uh, you climb out onto the top. Good job. You're on top of the elevator car. I didn't think this through. <laughs> do you ever? Shut up. I, is, you is go that see what's out there. Then I'm staying here. Great, thanks for all of, all of your help, Fiona. I'm really glad I brought you along. Hey, I found out that they were trying to build shit on those ancestral hunting grounds. If that's not suspicious, I don't know what is. They've already built things on the ancestral hunting ground, and it has worked out fine for the last few decades. Yeah, but not suspicious magic shit. Well, that's also true. From outside in the parking garage comes the lilting, haunting sound of a set of pipes playing a mournful tune. Is this being narrated by Punchy now? No. No, it'd be a lot more like this. And you'd, you'd, hear, you'd hear about the sound punching your ears. Um. Alright, I go out into the parking garage. I try and jump for the next floor. <laughs> <laughs> the next floor is oh God. I guess what twenty feet above you. So no. Right. I mean, you can try. <laughs> Climb the rope. Put those oh, gym yeah. class skills to work. Uh, uh, the cable. Rope and it's metal cable. The, 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 you know the metal rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a robot cowboys use. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know when well, they founded the... this town with the Japanese businessmen who built them. <laughs> Three, two, one, cannon. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, the the elevator cables, and I happen to know that this is true in real life, um, are actually razor sharp. Oh, great! I'm not going to do that. Yeah. All right, Solomon. As you step out of the elevator and into the parking garage, uh, you see at the far, far, far end that there is like a slope ramp. You know, a slope ramp. Yeah. Up. That's uh, one of the four basic machines uh, that leads <laughs> up, up out of out of the out of the parking garage and two street level. So you guys aren't like trapped, but you're also not close to the exit. Right. Um, and as you step out, uh, you hear a strange, echoing, uh, sort of pat 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 pat. Um. All right. I'm gonna look for like a column. And just sort of wait behind that. Yeah, there's definitely one of those. There's also, you know, a bunch of cars, because it's at the parking yeah. garage, but, yeah. Alright, um, you also hear sort of a snuff snuff. Uh, Fiona, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? I, um, I jump down out of the elevator shaft, and, uh, is there anything, like, um, hanging from the ceiling that I could jump back up onto within the parking garage, like a well-secured light fixture or something? Uh, yeah, I'll allow it. 
All right, sure. I jumped up on that. Those and... really, really sturdy. Okay, in fact, there's like a, like a grid work of them. Okay, I jump up there and uh, wait to ambush whatever the snuff snuff is. Okay, all right. As you stand there waiting, whistling through the dark like a razor cutting through the air, comes whizzing an arrow that plunges itself into the concrete pylon just to the right of Solomon's head. Chips of concrete spray and cut your face as the shaft quivers. Goddamn. I'm going to duck around the corner to the other side of this column. Fair enough. You hear a, uh... You hear a a really arrogant laughter coming from the, the general vicinity of where the arrow came from. Yakuza motherfucker! You know, they never appreciated what we did for this town. <laughs> Always try to take it back. It's not their fault their own robo-cowboys turned against them. <laughs> never mind. Alright, Jackie. Um, I mean, Fiona. From uh, up above the Watsis, you see the vaguest hint of movement out in the shadows, and you see something big. And from that area comes a sort of snuff-snuff, and you do hear a low... And a voice calls out from the complete other side of the garage. But like the exact opposite side of the parking garage. Saying, You really should have stopped asking so many questions, Monica. Oh, you sons of whores. Little fuckers. And you hear a low, but lower than that. (laughs) Fucking Silent Hill crap. It is your go, Fiona. Or Dylan, whoever, I'm sorry. Is is there some way that I can, um, like, distort the sound of Fiona's voice so that they can't find where she's coming from? Oh, hell yeah, I'll allow it. You're a wind wizard. You can do all kinds of stuff with sound waves. Awesome. I'm gonna do that. Cool. Is that so, gonna be like a... Can I do that flashily? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Great. I have a yeah, plus go, three in flashy. Go ahead, roll that ish. Okay, I need to bring up my dice real quick, because I was not prepared to do this. I'm going to take a sip of my beverage. We're all taking five. We rarely ever roll things, so I got a total of two. Okay. Not bad. And let me roll uh, something for whoever it is you're trying to distract. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's also pretty not good. That one's different. Okay, Uh, fair enough. So, yes, you successfully... Where do you want to make her voice sound like it's coming from? Everywhere. Oh, yeah. I just wanted awesome. to turn into a big echo chamber, basically. No, totally. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love it. This is a dream Fiona, come um, true. Fiona, <laughs> Fiona, you've got um, the you you can get like one statement, like one thought out before the wind magic dissipates. Okay, what should I say? I mean, that's up to you. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm over here doing wind magic. I can't tell you what to say. Airbending and such. Yeah, exactly. Come and get me, little bitches. <laughs> at the at the word at the word bitches, you hear a <laughs> from out in there, um, and you hear the unmistakable sound of a uh, of a bowstring being drawn, and uh, another one of those arrows goes zinging off and punctures a a light fixture, um, just like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like on the the clockwise uh, side. Like Jackie, if you're if this place is a big square and and the light fixture you're on is on the bottom of the square, then the arrow pierces one like on the left side of the square. Okay. So it worked basically. Can I Great. track the trajectory? Um, you can certainly try. Uh, that'll be clever, I reckon. So go ahead and roll that. One second. I have to use an app because I don't. Yeah, you're have good. Yeah, your clever is pretty good. I got a total of one. Um, not bad. Uh, yeah, you got a you got a general idea that it came from. You know, since it was the left wall, it came from somewhere to the right of it. So great. Um, and as you guys are standing there, your uh your speakeasies um start to vibrate a little bit. Yeah, like in a little pattern, like whoop 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 whoop. Great. Wait, what does that mean? I, it means our speakeasies are going nuts. It's oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna. So is it like 
how dark is it in this place? It's pretty dark. Um, okay. These these light fixtures, like the one Fiona's on top of, they provide like nicely lighted pathways and stuff. Yeah. But between them, it is dark. Okay. Um, There's not a lot of light pouring in from outside. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, in between a couple of cars and like crouch down and see okay. if I can see anything like through windows or anything. Okay, fantastic. Um, a I'll say a dozen feet, like three car lengths ahead of you, uh, you see what look like, and they it can't possibly be, but what certainly looks like unrealistically enormous paws going. Pad, 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 past uh, a row of cars. Oh, yeah, no, there's no way that could possibly be. No, that's ridiculous. The very <laughs> idea. Things with paws can't drive. Why would it be here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so avoid the dog. Yeah. Uh, your speakeasies have gone from, like, a gentle prodding, beep, beep, woot, woot, to, to like, <laughs> uh, I I reach up and activate mine, I guess. Oh, thank God, Warden Byron. Is that you? Yep. Yeah, it's me. It's me, Elizabeth. Oh, good. It's good to hear from you. Listen, it, there's some important things happening right now, and I can't really talk. No, <sighs> I've got some important information for you, Warden Byron, but if you, I could call back later. Okay, but what's up? Okay, I just wanted to tell you that I translated the outer ring of that diagram you guys brought me. That you know, you gave me you gave me the the ring that had the three names in. Yes, had the what did it say? Okay, these other three they say three things. They say Alto Zephyr, they say Mother Harvest, and they say the Huntress. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Mother and in the middle, Harvest. And the in Huntress. the middle where they all converge, it says something about something about the throne of mists. Uh. Huh. Did that help, Warden Byron? I'm sure it does, but uh, and as you're and as you're standing there stuttering, uh, speaking into your speakeasy, and I imagine you're doing it like Dick Tracy yeah, radio no. wristwatch style. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the one of the arrows comes just absolutely whizzing out of the dark, punctures your cuff, and and just shatters your speakeasy, and and it goes winging just past you into the night. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, voice rings out. Now you're going to find out what happens when presumptuous people ask too many questions and interfere with a beautiful music program. And this, like, taunting little flute tune starts playing. Like, not like, na-na-na-na-na-na, but like it's this really playful, lilting little song. Now, is that coming from the same direction as the arrow that just smacked McCuff? Uh, yes. Okay. Um... Then, uh, uh <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, see if I can't sprint to another set of cars away from the dog. Sure. Do that, uh, give me a quick. Yeah, righty. Yeah, alrighty. Uh, I have plus zero in this, so I got a zero. That's fair. I mean, that's not nothing, except that it literally is. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, the critter got an, got a, uh, oh, well, let's see. His quick is pretty damn good. So, yeah, he actually got a, uh, a plus three. So, as you try to scramble from one row of cars to another, uh, you hear a snarling behind you, and Shit. this absolutely gargantuan wolf comes out of totally nowhere. Yeah. And, uh, he, his quick is better than yours, so he actually uh, manages to snab, not snab. Snab's not a word. Um, it is now. He manages to snab your uh, your leg in his chompers and get a good grip on you. Yeah, and he looks you in the eyes, and he's got surprisingly expressive lo- uh, eyes for a big old woofus. And he looks in your eyes, and he growls around your leg. I like it when they run. Ah. This is Silent Hill all over again. Um, uh, Jackie, it is your go, Fiona. What's what's up? Besides you, because you're on top of a light fixture. <laughs> that was an altitude joke. So funny. Um, I'm gonna hurl one of my smoke bombs. Uh, Hell yeah! Over, over at it. the beast. 
Okay. Now, if I recall correctly, these smoke bombs had different uh, effects given their chemical and herbal makeups. What do you uh, What do you What are you lobbing out there? Um, I'm gonna do a chamomile and lavender. Sure. And that's gonna be a sleep bomb. All right. Um. So where are you throwing? Just like out there. As close to, if not directly at the the big puppy thing. The big old wolfus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Um, I love going to sleep while a wolf is eating me. It's <laughs> yep. <laughs> just just like we used to do on Granddad's farm. <laughs> <laughs> We'd swim all day in the snake hole, and then we'd come home, and Granddad's hounds would eat us to sleep. Um, all right, yeah, I, go ahead. I use my wind magic around it to contain it so that it won't get to Byron, but get to the wolf. Hmm, that is going to take a really good careful roll. I'll I'll let I you throw uh, in I'll, careful. You do. You have a zero and careful. I'll let you get the smoke bomb over where it needs to be. I'll give you that for free. That's okay. gratis, lady. But the, uh, yeah, the control, that's going to cost you. So go ahead and give a roll. Okay. I got a zero. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so no. Um, <laughs> but it goes, it goes karpomf over there, and a uh, lovely lavender smoke begins to envelop both, um, both Solomon and the big ol', the big ol' Wolfenheimer. Um, he, Solomon, he, he looks at you and he takes big snuffling breaths and he doesn't really, he doesn't seem to understand what's happening, but his, his, his big old eyelids do start to get all heavy. And, and uh, uh, as, uh, as he starts getting sleepy, I want to jump down and crack him as hard as I can in the head with my bow staff. Ooh. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, give me a, um, hmm. Uh, he's sleepy, so you don't have to be too quick about it, I guess. Yeah, go ahead and give me a forceful. Okay. I got a one. Okay, not bad. And he's not completely asleep, so he still gets to try to dodge. And that is not gonna work. Okay. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Your, your bow staff comes whipping down out of the night, landing a forceful blow right on his snoot, which causes him to bite down harder on Solomon's leg. Oh, Ah. Sorry. And uh, and and as you do so, the pain wakes him up, and he goes, and he and he he sort of grabs Solomon closer, like my dog does when one of the kittens get too close and she has a toy. Great. And uh, and from behind you, you hear uh, a little a little pipe trill, like a little, and uh, from out of the darkness, like cartwheels like from one on top of one of the other lighting fixtures cartwheels out of the darkness a figure that you do recognize as as Piper the the girl who was with January but she does not look the same uh her hair is longer and wilder and she's dressed up in like hunter's leathers and and things like that and she's got uh leaves and vines woven into her hair and she's just got a very wild look about her um, and she cartwheels out of the darkness onto the back of the giant wolf, and she is going to use her momentum from that to uh, try and swing her stepper right into Fiona's mug. Let's see here. And her forceful is not incredible. That's a plus two. So, how would you like to defend? Um, I would like to do clever, but I can't think of how I would, so I guess I'll just do a quick and uh, bring my bow staff up to counter. Hell yeah. That's a four. Yeah, yeah, that works, absolutely. Um, You bring it up, and not only does your bow staff uh, interrupt the force of her blow, but actually because it's made of a flexible material, it bends with the force of her foot just a little bit, and then the snapback actually spins her the other way, and she's completely unprepared for it, so she tumbles off of her dog and lands badly next to Solomon. So Solomon! Yo! Uh... You got your stepper being being chewed on by a big old dog and foose. Yep, sure do. Yeah, um, and a and a mean old ranger looking lady just uh, just landed flump next to you, and she's got the wind knocked out of her for the moment. All right, so I want to uh, kick the wolf in the snoot. Sure. Um, and try and wrench my leg free. Go for it. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that's that's probably forceful. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, that's a plus one. Okay, and he can't really... Well, I mean, he can try to dodge, I guess. Let's see here. Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's still real, real sleepy. Um, but also super headachey. But also in bloodlust mode? Yeah, there's a lot going on with this wolf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he does not dodge that at all. And you, uh, manage to kick him squarely in the snoot. And, uh, in a moment of, yay! He, he releases your leg. And, um, it's in, it's not in great shape. Ah, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you can you can use it, but it's probably not a great idea. Yeah. Um, all right, can I scramble, like, using the cars as support over behind another car? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay. Um, you do that, and when you get there from the safety, you look back, and the ranger lady is gone. Oh, good. You do not see her, and the wolf is just... Is just uh, Standing there, kind of, you know, doing that dog thing with his with his paw, trying to get to his poor snoot. And uh, he is actually going to round on Fiona, but it's Fiona's turn. What up, girl? Um, I'm gonna jump back up into the light fixtures. Okay. And uh, I'll give you that. You can just do that. And and I guess just try to get some distance between me and the snoot monster while trying to find where Piper went. Okay. Um, yeah, you scramble that away, away from the snuffling snoot monster of, of Snogatu, Saskatchewan. And, uh, as you're scrambling away in the darkness, looking back to make sure, uh, you're not being pursued, which you are not, uh, in the darkness ahead of you, a figure is going to try to whip you in the face with her actual bow. Like, like the body of the bow itself. Yeah. Let's see. She's gonna try to do that quickly, which is one of her better whatsises. Yeah, how's a plus four sound? Ah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and do clever. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try and kind of tilt backwards and under the bow. Alrighty. Um. Yeah. What you got? Oh, you mean like tilt the light fixture? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go for it. I got a two. Okie dokes. So yeah, that does not work. Um, she, she cracks you right in your, right in your face pipe. And, uh, you go, you go flying, knocked back, and, uh, you fall off of the light fixture and onto a, uh, we'll say onto a, a Nissan Murano that is, uh, directly beneath the, the light fixture. You go, somebody, somebody, somebody splat onto the floor. It hurts a lot. And it just occurred to me, I should have been keeping track of stresses. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, Solomon, you took a bite. That's definitely one stress. Um, poor dog took a crack to the snoot. That's a stress. Fiona took a crack to the face. That's a stress. And um, you managed to get a good one out at Piper, and that's one for her. So everybody's at one stress right now. Um, okay, so yeah, you fall down, and uh, Piper springs down very acrobatically um, and sticks a perfect landing and comes over to you and says, You couldn't just let a nice lady have her music program, could you? You had to interfere, and now look what happened. Now you're prey. She's not a nice lady. She's using mind control. I'd like to point out, I was trying to expand the program. <laughs> Uh, okay, that little little goof from off in the background. <laughs> um, aside, as soon as uh, as soon as Fiona says that about mind control, um, Piper's eyes just go really, really wide, and she just starts laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna try and slap her in the gut with my bow staff while she's doing that. You know, fair enough. She's distracted, so I'll give you that for free. Well done. Um, yeah, she's she's super winded, so she doubles over and tries not to barf on you. Right. Um, let's see here. Are you yeah, about so, to roll for whether or not she barfs on me? I am now. No. Yeah, she can. She successfully controls her gorge. Thank you. You're welcome. So she so she staggers back. And, uh, uh, yeah, um, she staggers back 
and she calls out to her to her hound. She says, Serenif, I don't think we even needed to take these two down. We could have just left them alone. And he 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 staggers around. He says, But 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 the master the master said And she said, I know, but the master didn't know what they thought was happening. And she looks over at you, uh, Solomon, and she says, Oh, your helpfulness will be noted. He wanted to expand the program. That's a good one. Well, we'll make sure and make a note of that on your headstone. And she she straightens up as best she can and rushes over to, to give Solomon what for. But it's Solomon's turn. Ooh. Um, all right. So um, I would like to, um, like, the, well, I guess that doesn't work. Um, I'm going to throw a car at her. <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's a that's a fun thing to try. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, you can. Well, let's let's take a look at the old the old character. Like she was character. on top of a car, right? Uh sure. So just like upending that. Uh, oh, okay. And All right. Yeah. Thaboof. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You don't have any any stunts or anything that looks like they'll they'll help with that in particular. No. But if you want to give me a straight forceful, I'll allow it. Sure. Uh, that is a three. Um, sure, it's a smart car, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, you managed to... It's a to Honda Fit. Fl- exactly, yeah, the Fit is go. So you managed to, um, to upend that, and she goes flying and goes bubbity bubbity splat up against, uh, up against her puppy. And that is actually, uh, three stresses for her. So she is over there looking pretty bloodied and pretty scraped up and like a lot of her skin has recently been injected with small chunks of asphalt good yeah and um she looks at the both of you and for the first time you see uh a sense of fear in her eyes like this isn't going at all like she planned and she she pulls from her belt um a long like hunter's knife like I'm picturing like you know those short swords that Legolas had Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I'm picturing kind of like those. Uh, she pulls those out and and levels it at you, Solomon, and just kind of goes back and forth between pointing it between you and Fiona. And she says, "All right, this was fun. This was fun. You guys are cool. And uh, I'm certain we'll finish this talk later after you've had your meeting with the mayor in January. Don't let her use her scary mind control on you." And well, she, now uh, that we know she doesn't have mind control, we can focus on something else, so thanks for eliminating that for us. Unless it's all been an elaborate ruse, but I'm sure you'll figure out which one's which. And she uh, she turns on her heel and, like, she, she swings onto the dog's neck, like... Because he's big enough that she she can ride him like a horsey. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and and he he just kind of rustles up, and they they begin to uh, make for the entrance pretty quickly. Um, she's going to turn around and draw and take uh, one last shot at Fiona. Let's see here. Um. All right, Fiona. She's gonna she's gonna try to try to punctuate your face with a uh, plus three quick. Uh, I'm gonna counter with clever, and I'm gonna use the bow staff to summon up a gust of wind and blow it right back at her. Oh, shit. I approve. Wall of wind. Go. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Roll it up, girl. It's a classic D&D spell. I mean... It is. It is. I got a five. Whoa! Yeah, absolutely. That works. Um, you... You wing the arrow right back at her, and it's actually supercharged now, so it's going a lot faster than it was when it left her bowstring. And... Time seems to slow down for a moment, and both of you see the wolf, um, whose whose name I can never get right, uh, Cernif. Uh, he turns around and sees that this arrow is coming and that it's making for his mistress's heart, and so he, with a great sadness in his eyes and a look of undying canine love and loyalty, actually stops his front paws and allows his his hinders to to go like up into the air like he's like he's a motorcycle that's gone like a reverse wheelie dog 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 cycle but sure dog cycle dog cycle 
Dylan, are you questioning dogger cycle physics? I no, I would never. I didn't think so. <laughs> the nerve. Stick to your philosophy. <laughs> what would Hobbes have to say about a dogger cycle? Uh, probably a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, he manages to do that. So he just does a big like, like kind of like doing a little wolfy handstand, or like someone's gonna push him around like a vacuum cleaner, and um, and he bucks. Piper off, and she goes tumbling towards the uh, towards the exit, and manages to catch her feet as she does so, in kind of a like reflexive acrobatic thing. And uh, the arrow catches the wolf uh, directly in in his sternum, like right in the middle of his chest. And his momentum carries forward and slams him into the ground, and uh, driving the arrow even deeper. And he lies there and does not rise again. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Piper looks from the from the exit with genuine horror in her eyes, and she, with with an unbelievable hatred, with a hatred you can only throw at someone who has just killed your best friend, uh, she yells at the two of you, "You were just prey before, but now you're my enemies. It was nothing personal until you." killed my best friend and now I'm gonna enjoy what you have coming to you and she uh she 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 scarpers off up out the up out the slope yeah good luck with that come at me bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Solomon you're bleeding pretty heavily yeah I've gotta make a visit to Mrs. Dr. Bismarck Esquire PhD yeah that's probably a good call and uh Fiona, you're actually doing pretty good. You did take a um a bow to the to the face. So you're gonna be feeling that for a while. You got a big like diagonal stripe bruise. That's pretty kick ass actually. It is. It's got a little uh, it's got a little David Bowie flair to it. Yeah. yeah. Little little Aladdin Sane flavor. I've gotta make a trip gonna... to go see Dr. Mrs. Bismarck and arm up. Like not leaving nowhere without, you know, my sword. Yeah, and my big Good stick. Um, and my cloak in the meantime, to conceal I'm gonna rip the arm off my sweater and bandage his leg as best I can. Sure. Good call. Um, so there is the uh, the exit of the parking garage. There, there's also the uh, the <laughs> elevator seems to be working again. Um, let's hijack a car and drive. We drove here. Let's just go get Cars our car. Cooler. This one's better. She's not wrong. It is we're, better. We're not hijacking someone else's car. I bust the window open. <laughs> oh, no. No more of this. I start hotwiring the car. I leave a business card for an auto body shop on the window and walk away and walk to the Honda Fit that I destroyed and leave the same business card, and then I go sure. find my car and start it and leave. <laughs> sure. Uh, on the one Fiona busted into, actually, you'd want to leave a number for an auto glass company like Freedom Auto Glass out of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Call 480-556-1619. We give $100 cash. If they're in Phoenix, Arizona, they're not going to help somebody in Portland. We are a national company! Yeah, no, they're not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're national in that we serve Arizona, Colorado, and Florida. All right, Um. so yes, you, uh, so Jackie, I assume you're keeping your hijacked car. Yeah. Okay. God. She she cruises past you, and I can only assume that you're like hobbling out of the garage, and she's just like cruising next to you. <laughs> like, hey, sure is nice in here. Oh man, don't have to use my legs at all. <laughs> I hex the car. Oh, sad. Okay. Jackie, your beamer done died. Okay. Well, I hop out and I guess I I join him in walking over him hobbling me walking. Sure. Sulking back to our car. Okay. Do you guys get in your car, and where, where are you headed? Where are you going? Back to the Westfield Carter, I guess. Okay, cool. So you head off that way, uh, leaving the body of the giant magic wolf behind in the Wait. subterranean parking lot. Wait! Nope. No! Too bad. <laughs> the hell else am I going to do with it? <laughs> Not my job. You, you wanted a rug? Yeah. Good job. Um, and I think that is where we will call it for this episode. Good job, boys and girls. You managed to kill a giant dog. 
Yay. You managed. You are the plot of Old Yeller. I mean, yay! You killed the giant dog Did by I? introducing a twist of fate. Did I? Yes. I see what you did there. A twist of fate. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it's fate. yeah. Because fate. Because yeah. I'm clever. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we will hopefully see the re reun reunition. No, I'm over reunification. Reunification. There we go. I was going to say reunion was what I was looking for. Um, of our protagonists, and uh, we can they can compare notes and we can see what's going on, and they can ask Rowan where all those new and interesting bruises and uh, spider web came from. Uh, until then, I, for my sins, have been your GM, Casey. You can feel free to yell at us at uh, semi-automagi on Twitter. You can find our Facebook or our Tumble Face page, or you can email us at semi-automagicinkpodcast at gmail.com. Bye, com. everybody. Bye. Oh, oh, bye, all my buddies. <laughs>